0: Hello, I'm Clive Nash. Welcome to Let God Speak. The Bible book of Genesis is an historical account of our world's beginnings. We've learned that God created a perfect, sinless world. Adam and Eve, our first parents, lived in harmony with each other and with God. Today we will discuss what went wrong. We'll find out why our world is in trouble but we will also see that God had a rescue plan to restore humanity, the world, and indeed the universe. It's an exciting topic, and I invite you to come with us as we find out more. On our panel today, we have Harold Harker and Hannah Nakagawa. Good to have you with us, Harold and Hannah. Thank, thank you. you. Before we begin our, our discussion panel, I'd invite you to uh, join with us as we pray. Our wonderful Father in heaven, we thank you that in the book of beginnings, in the book of Genesis, we find out where we came from and why we are here. We also find out a little of where we are going. And as we discuss our topic today of the fall, we pray that your spirit will guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, to begin with, uh, Harold, I'm going to ask you the first question, but I'd I'd just like you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. And first of all, verse 9, it says here that out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So all these trees that he made. But notice the two particular trees that are mentioned here. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, And then if we go down to verse 16, it says, The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But there was an exception, wasn't there? Verse 17, it says here, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So, Harold, why did God give Adam and Eve this particular prohibition?
1: Well, like all parents, they love to tell their children about danger and the consequences that of wrong actions. And Adam and Eve already knew what was good. But uh, they were not to know evil. But this was the tree that had both to choose to disobey and to eat from that tree would lead to sin and to death. And a quote says its purpose appears to have been to provide man with a choice to love God and serve willingly or to rebel against him and reject the one prohibition he had given loyalty, faith, and trust, all were involved in accepting what God had said. Mm. And in fact, one commentary I I read said that um, when
0: God used to come and talk with Adam and Eve, He would have told them Mm. about the the battle that had gone on in heaven. Correct. Yeah. So even though they didn't experience evil themselves, personally, they would have been aware of it. Don't you think so? Absolutely. God would have warned them about it. Mm. Um, And Hannah, I'd like to direct a question to you. Uh, We know that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Yes. They they rebelled against him, as it were, and eventually they did experience that death that Mm. was foretold. But it wasn't all bad news, was it?
2: Well, yes, um, as we go through the chapter three in Genesis, um, we will see and discover that they, um, Adam and Eve as the first parents, they um, went through the, uh, they experienced the um, consequence of sin, but that was not the end of the story. Well, um, God would provide a way to come back to the perfect world as well. He always um gives us the hope and mm. that was for them that was for us too um, I'd like to um, share and add the quote by uh, the book called Patriarchs and Prophet page 53 it says the tree of knowledge had been made a test of their obedience and their love to God the Lord had seen fit to lay on them but one prohibition as to the use of all that was in the garden but if they should discover regard his will in this particular, they would incur the guilt of the transgression. Satan was not to follow them with continually temptations. He could have access to them only at the forbidden tree. So even in a test of faith in God's warning, there was a grace for
0: them. Mm. Yes. Coming back to the, the issue of the fall, Harold, what, what happened in the story?
1: Well, let me read from Genesis 3 in verse 1, and it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And here it is. And so he tempts Eve. He tries to deceive Eve. Let me read another verse that Paul wrote in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 3. And he says, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. The devil was crafty. He, he used things that weren't truth and he mixed it in a way mm. to deceive. Mm. Mm. Now, some people had a, a think
0: that, you know, Satan's not a real being. It's an mm. evil influence. Uh, uh, what, is the, what is the truth about this?
2: Well, he's not an uh, impersonal um, force, as some people believe. Um, if we look at Matthew chapter four, the devil came to tempt Jesus. And repeatedly, we read of the devil. Um, in the temptation of Christ, let's um, read Matthew chapter four and verse 11. Matthew chapter four, verse 11. The Bible says, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Hmm. So finally, the devil left Jesus without tempting him to sin. So the great controversy between good and evil in the universe, it is between Christ and Satan. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, and in fact, um, I was looking at that uh, text passage as you were reading it, uh, Hannah, and it says the devil, the devil, the tempter, the devil, (laughs) you know, uh, over and over again it it says that. Um, Revelation chapter 12 is a a very important um, narrative of the the battle that went on in Mm -hmm. heaven between Christ and Satan. And I'd like to look at verses 7 to 9 here, Revelation chapter 12, uh, verse 7 says that war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought. Now, who's this dragon? Well, we'll find out. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon, verse 9, the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, which is interesting, you know, thinking back to uh, Genesis story. The devil and Satan. So we're not in any doubt, are we, as to who this dragon is who deceives the whole world? He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So, Harold, what do you notice about the, the various names uh, of the devil that are given here?
1: Well, the devil is clearly identified as the serpent. In fact, in the study, study Bible, the word serpent recalls the story. Of the devil coming to Eve in in Genesis three. Now here's another verse in Revelation chapter twenty and verse two, and it's talking about an angel. He laid hold of the dragon, that old that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So the devil, the dragon, the serpent, and Satan are all names for this great. Prince of evil. Mm. Mm. Um, so it, he's described
0: as um, coming, speaking through the serpent in the uh, chapter three of Genesis. Um, and it was a, a flying, talking serpent. That must have been a fascinating <laughs> thing, uh, Hannah.
2: Yeah, I have to say, yes. Yes. Um, um, he quotes God and um, he does it in a way that creates the doubts in Eve's mind. Uh, he says that, has God indeed said? It's like, really? Like um, creating the doubts in um, Eve's mind. And um, as we said before, Satan quoted scripture to Jesus as well. But out of the context, he, he must know a lot um of the Bible, the scripture, Uh, we need to be um, careful um, in handling the word of God um, because um, we want to quote, um, like considering the context in in a balanced way. Mm. Um, We cannot just take out of the context.
0: Yes, yes. It can be a temptation sometimes to just kind of come to the Bible with your own ideas and find something there that's going to support Mm. uh, what you say Mm. and rather than letting the scripture seek for its spell. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, again, just harking back to that uh, text in six, verses 16 and 17, um, keeping that in mind, Harold, what stands out for you in, uh, in Satan's conversation here with
1: Eve? Well, let me go back to the story. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? He's like quoting God, but twisting it at the same time. And the story goes on. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, Eve knows what God has said. And uh, she makes a mistake by continuing to talk with the devil. And that's a lesson for us. We don't have to keep talking with the devil. And with God's power, we can get out of temptation. Mm. But she it keeps it going Mm. by talking with the devil. Mm. Mm. Yeah, in verse 4 of Genesis 3,
0: it says, Satan said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is Satan doing there, Hannah? Yes.
2: So, he, yeah, Satan is doing two things. Firstly, he's um, directly contradicting God. Um, yeah, he sets himself up um, as the authority in a place of God and saying, God, um, completely um, contradicting to god and secondly he introduces the idea of immortality apart from god and he's saying you will not die you shall not die and this is the first lie that we can find in the bible
1: as well mm.
0: yes it's um it's a, it's an interesting sort of psychology isn't it mm. that that satan uses here first of all he's he's got eve by herself um and uh, as one commentator uh, I was reading said, you know, when a person's on their own, it, it's easier to direct or redirect uh, their thoughts. They don't have someone else there to support them. Mm. And, and Eve made a bit of a mistake, mm. didn't she? Sure did. You know, coming to the tree all by herself. That is true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Satan goes a step further than uh, just contradicting God and uh, saying,
1: you know, you won't die. Uh, Harold, he goes a bit more, a bit further than that, doesn't he? Well, the story goes on. Genesis 3, verse 5, and this is the devil's talking. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's what he wanted way back in heaven before he was cast out. He wanted to be God. And he says, hey, you're going to come to a higher plane of existence. You're going to be like God. And that's just like it says in Ezekiel, it compares the king of Tyre with the devil. And he says there in Ezekiel 28 and verse 2, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus saith the Lord God. Because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am a God, I sit in the seat of gods in the midst of the seas. Yet you are a man and not a God, though you set your heart as the heart of a God. So here is what devil wanted. And he's trying to insinuate to Eve, you'll be better if you do this as the same temptation, And further on in that chapter, it's talking a bit more. Let me read it. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus saith the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz and diamond, beryl, onyx and jasper. "'sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. "'The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes "'was prepared for you on the day you were created. "'You were the anointed cherub who covers. "'I established you. "'You were on the holy mountain of God. "'You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. "'You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created.' till iniquity was found in you. Here is the story from heaven of how the devil wanted to be like God Mm. and he was perfect until that came. Mm. It must have sounded very attractive to him. Oh, yes. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll be like God. (laughs) Um,
0: Coming back to the story in Genesis chapter 3 and uh, verse 6. So that when the woman saw that the tree was good for food that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. So so what transform, transformation, Hannah, happens in Eve's thinking here?
2: Joel, um Let me read Genesis chapter 1, verse 10. It says, And God called the dry land earth, and the uh, gathering together of the waters he called seas, And God saw that it was good. So this is the story of creation, that God created something and he said, uh, he saw it and he said it was good. And um, interestingly, Eve uses the kind of similar language of God. Um, It is as though she has taken God's place. Mm. Um, James Laurel once wrote like this. Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth with falsehood for the good or evil side. So this was Adam and Eve's moment to decide and they fail to trust God. Um, the consequences were huge.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, so how pervasive has the this idea of, of something living on forever in us, uh, Harold. It's an immortality idea.
1: Well, from the devil's words, you won't surely die. People right through all around this world have thought about the afterlife. If you go to the uh, Near Eastern religions, it was dominated by preparing for the afterlife. In Ur, where Abraham came from, or in Egypt, or the Greeks, even the Greek philosopher Plato thinking, afflict, affected Jewish thinking. Now, it's even passed today to many branches of modern Christianity that you won't die, you'll go to another plane of living. Notice this quote. It's a, it also talks about before you get there, there's a place of suffering. It's called Purgatory. Okay, as in purging. And purging from the sins, yes. Let me read this quote. In 1439, the Council of Florence clarified and de- declared canonical a belief which had already existed for some time, the doctrine of purgatory, with its essential presupposition that the souls of the dead are conscious and capable of pain or joy, even prior to the resurrection of their bodies. And it's corollary that the prayers for the dead are valuable and necessary. Mm. You know, popular thinking comes through even in non-religious people that their loved ones are looking down on them. Mm. And so this origin all goes back to the first lie of Satan.
0: Yeah, and the consequences, even though they didn't die straight away, the consequences were immediate, weren't they, Hannah? Sure,
2: that's right. Um, let me read Genesis chapter three, verse. 7 to 13, the Bible says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves um, together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife um, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the tree of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to women, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. There are two things happening here, shame and blame. So as (laughs) soon as they ate, in a chapter two, they weren't ashamed of their nakedness, but they suddenly started to um, feel they have to cover themselves. They have to, um, they felt this shame, but they also blame. Mm.
1: Um,
2: so um, Adam blamed Eve and um, also indirectly blamed God as well. Um, Eve blamed the serpent. And this is uh, the original, uh, or, or, origin of the our sin, blaming each other—we often do that. But we have the good news in First John one nine that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that is a great promise. Amen. We
0: have. Mm. Yeah, it, it certainly is um, a wonderful promise that even in the midst of the, the doom and gloom, as it were, you know, there was hope. Um, I'd like to have a look at Psalm 104 and verse 1. Uh, It's a a psalm of praising God, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. And then it's interesting that the psalmist says, You are clothed, notice this word, you are clothed with honor and majesty, and verse 2, who cover yourself with light and as with a garment. Uh, Harold, does this give us an idea of, of what covering
1: Harold, uh, Adam and Eve had prior to the sin? Sure. Before sin, they were covered with light and glory. Nakedness wasn't even in their thinking. <laughs> but, you know, the image of God in humanity was affected by sin. Let me read again verse 7 of Genesis 3. Then the eyes of both of them were opened... And they knew that they were naked and they sewed think leaves together and made themselves coverings. You know, when they tried to cover themselves, first of all, God did it. Now they're trying to do it to cover up. And so uh, their works don't make it what it was. Um, They can't take the place of God.
0: Yeah. Uh, going down to verse 14 of uh, chapter 3, it says, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. So so here's God pronouncing judgment on the, the mm. snake, the snake, or the serpent, mm. or Satan. and And indeed, in fact, uh, snakes have generally been despised by human beings all through history, haven't they? Um, but, but what about the, the double-edged prophecy that follows on from this, Hannah?
2: Yes, so um, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it says this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Here, the seed of the woman is singular, and this is the first messia- uh, messianic prophecy in the Bible. Um, it is also the first time we read of the good news of salvation um, or the gospel. Mm. Um, the court says, though this was a judgment on the snake, it was at the same time a promise to men. It has therefore traditionally been seen by Jews and Christians as the first hint of a saviour for mankind. And Genesis chapter 315 is often called the first gospel. So while Satan would bruise the heel of Jesus, the seed, Jesus um, would bruise Satan's head. Uh, um, So this is the good news. Mm.
0: Over in Romans chapter 16, and verse 20, it says, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So here's this idea of crushing uh, Satan's head again, which is, uh, comes through in the words of Paul here. And he's clearly referring to Genesis 3.15, mm. isn't he?
1: Um, how important is this theme, Harold? Well, the 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 fight between good and evil, between Christ and Satan has gone on from that time. Let me read Revelation 12:17, which brings it down to the end of time. And the dragon was enraged with the woman. That's the church. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. You know, this great controversy between Christ and Satan comes down to the church today and to all people. We take our sides. Will we be loyal and true to God? Eve made the mistake, but God says, here is a way that we can beat that because Jesus came for that. And until the final defeat of Satan, at the end of time, we have hope that God says, I'll be with you and I have an answer, and the answer is Jesus. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's
0: a very encouraging thought, isn't it? Amen. You know, mm. that even though Adam and Eve uh, sinned, and, and through them, the whole world has been plunged into sin and darkness, and yet there is still hope, you know, that it didn't catch God unprepared. You know, he still had a, had a plan in his mind. Mm. Yeah, well, thank you, Harold and Hannah, for your contributions to our discussion today. You know, the record of the fall of our first parents informs us of the origin of sin, suffering, and death. But even in this sad event, the love of the Lord God shines through. In His mercy, He substituted the fig leaf clothing of man's devising with skins from an animal. This first sacrifice assures us that our sins are covered through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Jesus longs to cover you and me with His robes of righteousness today. God plans a new earth where you can live eternally, where you will not surely die. Well, we're glad you joined us today on Let God Speak. Remember, all past programs plus teacher's notes are available on our website 3abnaustralia.org.au. Email us, if you wish, on lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We invite you to join us again next time when we go further in our discussion of the book of Genesis. And so until that time, we wish you God's blessing.
2: You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television.